I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. No, that's not a round of applause behind me. That is the weather now. It is raining really, really hard. And for this podcast, I want to leave a little bit of the raining because I want to start off with Say it. Now, we all know the idiomatic expression, it's raining cats and dogs, which means it's raining really, really heavily. Remember, heavy is a collocation of rain. Okay, so it's raining heavily. It's raining cats and dogs. But do you know where this idiom comes from? Do you? Or do you not? It comes from, so I'm told, it comes from the fact that cats and dogs, or other animals maybe as well, used to sleep in the roof. So the roof space, the loft, the attic, below the thatched roofs of cottages and houses in the UK. So when the rain used to bang really hard and heavily, like it is now, can you hear, on the roof, it used to terrify the cats and dogs. And so they used to run downstairs. Now, they probably slept up at the top because that's where all the heat was. But can you imagine being right close to this sound and all of a sudden it just starts battering the roof? The poor animals were terrified and so they came down. So the cats and dogs are not actually coming from the sky, they're coming from the loft or the attic of the house and coming downstairs, away from the noisy rain. But I'm not here to talk about the idiomatic expression raining cats and dogs. I'm here because I want to tell you alternative ways to say these common things that you hear all the time. There are more than one way of saying it's raining heavily. And so we're going to look at some of them and also we're going to look at some expressions you can use when you're in the rain, when you're caught in the rain. Remember, you are never under the rain. Can you imagine? Try to, try to imagine being under the rain, running continuously so the rain doesn't hit you. You have to be under it. You're in the rain. In the rain. Okay? So not under the rain, in the rain. The same with I'm in the sun. I'm not under the sun. So let's have a look at these expressions. First of all, we'll look at some which mean it's raining heavily, like it's raining cats and dogs, but alternatives. So let's have a look at the first one. The first one I'm going to tell you is it's chucking it down now to chuck is another word for throw okay so chuck me that pen okay i will but it's chucking it down means the rain is coming down really really heavy as if someone is chucking rain and water from the sky so it's chucking it down very very nice another one is it's teeming okay not team as in t-e-a-m teeming is spelled t-e-e-m-i-n-g it's teeming. It's teeming. Don't go outside. It's teeming. Okay, so it's raining a lot. Another one. It's tipping down. To tip, you all know what to tip means when you pour something out of something else. So you have a what? A pen holder. It's full of pens. You tip it over and all the pens come out. Again, it's the same as chucking water down. There's water in a, in a vessel of some sort and you pour it out. It's tipping down means the water is being tipped down from the sky. Another nice little expression is 
Nice weather for ducks. How cute. Just imagine the little ducks flapping about. To be honest, this rain that's happening now, if I was a duck, I would be terrified and probably in pain. The amount of water that's coming down from the sky at the minute. So, nice weather for ducks. Nice weather for ducks. But I like the rain. So. And the last one I want to look at in this section of the alternatives to its raining cats and dogs is the heavens have opened. Okay, heaven, we all know is only one. Oh no, there's not as many religions. Okay, whatever. Not going into the religion thing. But the heavens have opened. It's plural. Always plural. The heavens have opened. It's as if somebody upstairs opened heaven and threw out all the water. Well, hopefully it's water anyway. Now you can also say it's really coming down out there. The really is really important for emphasis. Not it's just, we wouldn't say it's coming down out there. We'd say it's really coming down out there because it's chucking it down. It's bucketing it down. Another one, bucketing it down. You have a bucket full of water and you're throwing down the water. So it's really coming down out there. Another one is it's pouring down. This one is really easy for you to understand. It's pouring down. Okay, so these are all alternatives to it's raining cats and dogs. Try to expand your vocabulary because using the same sentences, the same expressions all the time is boring. Not only for you, but also for us. <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, not for us, also for you. You don't want to keep using the same words all the time, do you? And then when you're in the rain, like I said before, in, not under the rain, and you get wet, we have some expressions we can use for this as well. First one, I'm soaking wet. I'm soaking wet or I'm sopping wet. Sopping is spelt S-O-P-P-I-N-G. I'm sopping wet. Another one that I like is I'm drenched. Drenched. I'm totally drenched. Okay, I'm wet through. That's another one. <laughs> Came out automatically. I'm wet through. Means I'm totally wet. Every, every molecule of my body is wet. Okay, this next one I use a lot. Okay, I don't know why, I just tend to like it. I'm sodden. Now, sodden means totally wet. So when you're in the rain and you're getting wet, we have I'm soaking wet, I'm sopping wet, I'm drenched, and I'm sodden. Another one which is really nice, which is really, really cute. Even if you don't like rats, this is nice. I look like, or you look like, or he looks like, in the third person, a drowned rat. I look like a drowned rat. Today I decided to wash my car in the rain because somebody told me it's actually better to wash your car in the rain. Whether it's true or not, and they were just trying to play a prank on me, oh, no idea. My car's nice and clean anyway, even if it's still getting wet now. But when I was washing the car, I looked like a drowned rat because obviously the place you go to wash your car, there's no roof. Why would there be? Normal people don't wash the car in the rain. I'm not normal. But let me know, you have my email address now, chrishaganpodcasts at gmail.com. And tell me, have you ever washed the car in the rain? Do you think it's correct to wash the car in the rain? Did you also hear that it's better or are people just taking the p out of me? Now, there's not only heavy rain at the minute. There is also thunder and lightning because there is a big storm. It's beautiful. So I want to tell you two phrasal verbs. I'm just chucking them in there. Using the word thunder. Okay. To have a face like thunder. This means to have a very angry expression on your face. To look like a bag of spanners is another. Or look like to have a face like a slapped ass. Also, but to have a face like thunder is a bit more, let's say, you can say it in front of children. Maybe a slapped ass, maybe not. So, to have a face like thunder means to have a very angry expression on your face. What's wrong with Sarah? Why has she got a face like thunder? Gary killed somebody for her. 
This is from Coronation Street. It's not real people. Another one is to steal one's thunder. This means to steal the attention or praise that somebody else is getting. So you want it, and so you say, I did it, not them. And so you get all the praise and the attention, and they don't. And they're, they're pushed to one side, basically. And you, the spotlight goes on you. What do you want? What do you want? Okay, in today's What Do You Want, I'm going to phone two people. Yeah, two for the price of one. And this is because I've got two people to compete against each other. Don't worry. One is my mum. I keep receiving so many emails and messages about my mum. She's becoming famous. So I decided because I've noticed that British people, we seem to learn and know a lot of American English. But American people tend not to. They tend to only know American English. Okay, there's obviously exceptions. And in fact, in the call today, I'm going to phone my mother and also Laura. Laura is in Nashville. But Laura did actually live in the UK for a short time. So she should know more. So imagine that she didn't live in England. Imagine that she hadn't lived in England. And so she would probably know less. So I'm not going to give away any secrets. Let's see. Maybe my mum knows one. And maybe my mum lets down the UK. I'm sure she won't. And Laura... Let's hope Laura knows some of them. Because really, I don't think it's correct. And I don't care if I go on record saying this. It's not correct that people only learn American English. British English is British English. Okay? If you learn the American English, also learn the British. It's not that difficult. And when I find an American person and I need to change the words that I say because they don't understand me, it's really disappointing. I just recently watched a programme called Down to Earth on Netflix where Zac Efron went to the UK. Hi, Zac. Went to the UK and met an English girl. Okay. And she was a vegan, one of these vegan people who eat paper or whatever you eat. I'm going to receive a million messages now. We don't only eat paper. I've tried your food. It doesn't taste good. But Zac Efron was speaking to this vegan girl and she was speaking to him. And she changed one of the words that she said. She said eggplant now i've never heard a a british person say eggplant in england british english we say aubergine okay it's french i don't care we say aubergine in british english but she on camera it naturally in her sentence because she knew she was speaking to an american person zach efron is american said eggplant so as that they didn't have to re-record the scene or maybe they did i don't know i need to find out But really, the fact that we have to change what we say is not very nice, eh? We're British. The Queen's English and all. So, like I say, I've got nothing against American English, but please, American teachers, also teach the British equivalents. Go and check out the programme, Down to Earth, on Netflix. It's really, really good. It's not boring at all. It's really good. Okay, and so, age always goes before beauty. I'm going to phone my mum first. See how many you can get right, too. Even quicker than my mother. Why didn't you answer before? I hit the wrong button. So we're going to do a game where I'm going to tell you 15 British words and you have to tell me the American word. Right, okay, go for it. <laughs> so I will tell you the British, you have to tell me the American, okay? Okay. You're representing the whole of the UK, so don't let us down. <laughs> no pressure. Right, okay. Okay, the Queen will be unhappy if you get it wrong. All right, so, all right. Well, I'll try my best. Go on then. The first one is a flat. Uh, apartment. Very good. Sweets. Candy. Crisps. Chips. Mm-hmm. Biscuit. 
Okay. No, say it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You'd be aggressive with it. Okay. Okay. No, no. The <laughs> <laughs> cookie was right, just I couldn't hear you. So. All right, okay. Take <laughs> <laughs> like you don't like cookies. All right, mobile. Oh, uh, cell phone. Very good. Okay, what's an aubergine? Aubergine. In American English, though. So. Eggplant. Very good, because, as we all know, eggs grow on trees. Um, the bonnet of the car, what do they call it in America? Um, hood. Okay, and the boot? Trunk. Mm-hmm. What's an off-license called in America? Um, liquor store. What are you doing, lighting the oven? No, I'm tapping, a, I'm tapping my finger. Ah, okay, I thought you were trying to light the gas on the oven. Okay, oh. so what was it? Off license is what? Uh, liquor store. Very good. What's a nappy? Diaper. Okay. Hundreds and thousands of little things to stick on top of a fairy cake. Oh, I don't know. It's like sprinkles. Sprinkles, yeah. Okay. Oh. What do you? What do Americans call noughts and crosses? Oh, tic tac toe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Bless them. Okay. What's an indicator on the car called? Uh, turn signal. Very good. Okay. And a flannel for washing your face. Washcloth. Very good. And the last oh. one. So far, you got them all right. Okay. Oh, the last sick. one. Hey, you are intelligent sometimes. So the last one is full stop. Mm. Period. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you got them all right. I'm impressed. All right. All right. I'll speak to you in a bit then. All right, then. See, see you later. Bye. Wear your mask. Does, does as well as me. Okay, will do. All right. <laughs> see you later. See bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So how many did you get right before my mother, or how many did you get right overall in general? So now let's go over to Laura, who's in Nashville, like I said. But remember, she has lived in England, so she has a little bit of an advantage. But let's see how she does. So now try and do the opposite. Let's cross the pond. This is Laura Gifford, and Chris Hagen has challenged me to give the British version mm -hmm. of some American words. So I let's have. see how I do. Come on, you can do it. An apartment, I believe, is a flat. Yay! Candy. Sweets. Great. Chips are crisps, mm -hmm. I believe. Yep. And a cookie is a biscuit. It is. Cell phone. Doing well so far. Come on, you can do it. Maybe a mobile. Yep. Eggplant. Mm, come on. I got nothing. An eggplant nothing. should be an eggplant. <laughs> or an emoji. <laughs> well. The hood mm. of the car, mm. I think, is called a bonnet. Very good. And the trunk of a car yeah. is the boot. Great. According to a James Bond movie I saw in the 70s. Uh, good old James Bond. A liquor store. Hmm. I don't know. A place of joy? <laughs> No. Public service, maybe? I'm not sure what they're called in, in uh, Britain. Mm. A diaper <laughs> is a nappy. It is. Um, I learned that in a song lyric somewhere. Really? Nappy? I hope it's the right country. What kind of song has nappy in it? Uh, it was a squeeze song, I believe. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, sprinkles. Sprinkles. Are these the sprinkles that go on cookies? They are indeed. Like confetti? I don't know. Confetti. Tic-tac-toe. The game with the 
X's and O's. Mm -hmm. uh, I have no idea. They don't call it tic-tac-toe in Britain. I don't know what it is. No. A turn signal on a car. Mm -hmm. um, Come on, you know this. You know it. I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Not sure. Mm -hmm. Don't think I ever heard that one. But if I did, I'm going to feel really silly. Maybe. When I find out. You will. A washcloth. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. A bath rag? I don't know. A uh, rag. Um, Wouldn't wash your face with and a then rag. A period, as in punctuation, of like course. what comes at the end of a sentence mm. or after an abbreviation. Yeah, just to specify. Uh, maybe it's a dot. Mm. Let's see how I did. Well, not bad. You didn't do that bad, actually. So, very good, Laura. So, the listeners, obviously, you know how many she got right and how many she got wrong. And when Laura listens to this, she will see how many she got right and wrong. And hopefully, she'll learn something as well. But I don't mean that in a horrible way. Laura, I love you. So, remember, from now on, try and learn both versions. The British version and the American version. Okay, sometimes there's Australian versions, as you've heard in the previous podcast that we did with Kelly. Try and learn them all. It's better. Okay, so we just looked at some vocabulary, British and American, so you know the equivalents now. Go online and you can find all of them. But now, in this little section, because it's called grammar and all, I want to tell you something that maybe you don't know. The word gotten. Gotten is only used in American grammar. The verb to get in British English is get, got, got. And in America, it's get, got, gotten. Now, you will hear gotten everywhere because I'm sure most of your television, also in England, to be honest, is American. And so you hear gotten, 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 gotten. British people don't say gotten. So if you want to speak British English, don't use the word gotten. Also, a quick little point. This week I have done some proofreading and some corrections of some documents. When you're writing something, decide. Do you want to use British English or American English? We don't care which one, but stick to one. It looks really messy when you have some spelling in the American way, some spelling in the British way, gotten stuck in there, and a couple of confusing things. Okay, we understand it, but it just doesn't look very... Elegant, let's say. So pick one. British one. Now, previously, I've spoken about my TikTok channel. And let me tell you something. My TikTok channel has actually started to take off. Don't know what happened. It's a miracle. And now I'm putting little videos on when I'm bored. Quick English tips or expressions, phrasal verbs maybe that you didn't know, idiomatic expressions you didn't know, some vocab, some alternatives like we did today at the beginning of the podcast. Go and check it out. And remember also, send me an email with anything you'd like to know. Grammar problems or any kind of thing. Pronunciation grammar, I'm here for you. Use me. Well, don't use me, but send me an email. It's fine. No problem. Now the storm's kicking off again, so I'm off outside to get wet to get soaking wet like a drowned rat and probably get electrocuted from the lightning. Time for the jingle. Bye. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Here for you comes in your ears, another word for things is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk. <laughs>